126 is the new bylaw for the utility rates, and the rates that have been input into this bylaw reflect a 5% increase over the 2022 rates. Um, this bylaw and the process and the, um, the rationale behind the 5% increase has been presented and discussed multiple times to Council, including um, special meeting on January 16th, the Council on January 23rd, and then the Governance and Priority Meeting on February 6th. Council or Administration and our comms team has published notification through various means of, of media that this 5% um, increase is being proposed and is being brought forward today for third and final reading. Great, and the other um, um, thing that was brought into this is the uh, rates for protective services and stuff are now part of the this rate bylaw. Have I got the right one or am I ahead of myself? No, you're a bit ahead of yourself. That's oh, a good. separate fees and um, fees and rates bylaw. So this one just speaks, <coughs> sorry, to rates on the utility um, services. Great, okay, thank you. Okay, so councillors, uh, any questions on the utility rate bylaw, 2126? So this is the big one with all the rates listed and so on and so on. Councillor Shannon? I, I would just wanna ask what the financial implications would be if this were, were to be tabled until after our, um, after our March 1st, or Mar in the beginning of March when we're having a public well, public has had opportunities to, um, you know, respond. I'm aware. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm asking what the financial implications would be of that, just so that we know for, for my own information, please. Okay, so um, uh, CAO. Thank you. I did uh, was able to go in and do some research, and it actually is around 40000 we estimate, that it would be a difference of. So we would lose that revenue? Per month. Per month. Okay, any other questions? Councilor Carr. The 5%, is that on the total bill or is that on the actual water usage or what, what exactly is that 5% on? Yeah, um, through your worship, the 5% um, is on all the rates. So the fixed rate and the variable rate has been um, increased 5%. Could I just ask admin if we could see Councillor Ford somehow on that screen? Sorry, I realize you had that up there probably for a reason too. Um, Councillor Card? Now this 5% is an inflationary increase, is that correct? Um, I don't think it covers inflation to be honest with you. We have the time and place for chemicals and whatnot, but this is actually to, moving towards the full cost recovery of the utility system. So it's not what the model even predicted, it's less than the model had predicted, or not predicted, but calculated what we should be, but um, in consideration of all the financial hardships and recognizing, you know, I mean, as our ratepayers are struggling, we, um, administration felt that it was important to try to cap that at 5% max, to try to assist in the hardships, but also make sure we don't get any further behind on our utility rates. Because as you know, we don't already have enough in reserves at all to even fund current you know, requirements, so. That was my next question. Mm -hmm. 
my next question was, did in the report that we received, were we not told that we had $600,000 in reserve or did I misunderstand that in, in, this, in this particular reserve or did I misunderstand that? to help me which report you're talking about. Um, Sorry, this is the it, it was it was in a prior meeting when we were talking about the rate increase and so on. I understood we had a reserve at this point and maybe I misunderstood, that's what I'm asking, that we had a reserve of six hundred thousand in this. I'm wondering if it's what's gonna go into this year's budget number. Um, yeah, thank you. There's as part of the contribution to capital as part of the proposed twenty twenty budget. Um, a portion of that is uh, planned to be used to fund the 2023 capital budget, and a portion of that will be going into reserves for future capital replacement needs. Okay, so there's also, sorry. sorry, there's also uh, the most recent audited financial statements um, from 2021 do show a, a balance in the waste, water, wastewater capital reserve. Um, however, there's also a significant um, unfunded, unallocated deficit that uh, would largely extinguish those <coughs> Okay, so that wasn't a reserve then, that 600,000, the number that I'm coming up with, that I... It, it would be uh, a contribution for future capital replacement needs, yes. So it is, it is, a, it is a reserve. That's in excess of the current year so the other part of this that was set aside when we're talking reserves and so on is the um, lift station seven remember we're not doing that this year so part of whatever's being raised here is being set aside for that kind of thing in a future year that's I think part of that discussion but CAO if I may worship I just want to stress that this is why it's so critically important that we separate utility supported from tax supported and then any um, reserve or surplus funds that we are able to um, manage from utilities goes into utility specific reserves and then you know council will always know what the position we're, we're in. Other questions, Councillor Ford or Deputy Mayor Ford? Oh, I'm pretty, I'm good here. Um, but yeah, maybe one question. So if, let's just say the rate wasn't increased by 5%, then that shortfall would be directly on the taxpayers themselves rather than uh, the, whole area, the whole area, including the water that we supply outside of town. Am I correct in saying that? I'm just trying to process that question. We've, we've specifically separated them, so I believe right now it would have to, it would go into a deficit. If, if there is, a, right now the um, budgets are balanced on the 5% increase, and that includes a portion going to contributed reserves. So if the rate didn't increase at that, it would reduce the amount going into the reserves this year, which would ultimately short us for capital funding for future projects. Councillor Good. Again, I'm not always good at math, and 
concepts I find, find easier. And one of the things that speaks to me with this utility service bylaw is that we've always talked about our infrastructure deficit, or a number of us talked about the town's infrastructure deficit and money not being um, there to address the infrastructure we have in any realistic way. And, and the, the bottom line is that if, it was, if we had enough money in there to cover it right now, it would have been the taxes would have been increased in the past dramatically, probably in the, a total amount of $100 million or more, because money doesn't just come from gifts. I mean, it's not just given to us. So I think a large, if I'm correct, and um, you can correct me, uh, Ron, both. Um, one of the purposes of this bylaw is to put the money into the infrastructure that's needed and also at the same time is addressing some, re some real stuff that exists right now to try and put us in a better position for the future. So you, we can just pay for what we need as it comes, as it breaks, but those breaks are more expensive than fixing things ahead of time and addressing infrastructures. It's always better to put oil in your car, they hold line, pay me now or pay me later. Oil, is it, oil in your car is a good example. It's much cheaper to keep your oil topped up than it is to repair an engine. Um, you can buy a lot of oil with the amount of money you put into a new engine. And I think one of the reasons we're going in the, the direction that we're going is recognizing <coughs> that we have to be doing more to address an infrastructure deficit than we possibly should have done in the past, could have done in the past, would have done, whatever. But you have to you have to recognize it at some point. And I think we're trying to make steps in both directions here, address real costs and also address the future because we have, we can't, or it will in fact address us and it will take a look at what's happening this very weekend. Those are all pipes in the ground, stuff like that. I think these, those are real concerns. So, I, am, I, if, am I sort of, I don't know if I said it clumsy, but is that a reasonable way of putting it? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Councillor uh, Scammerhorn and then Councillor Carr. Sure. Um, so uh, some of the future projects we have coming up and just going to try to remember what I can. So we have the, the list station seven that needs doing, which we lost and hopefully can get back $280,000 of grant money, which is unfortunate. Hopefully that gets sorted out or we can sort that out. If not, that's another hit. Reservoir 353, which is one by the police station, correct? What, um, Director McQuaid, what, what, what's our prospective timeline on when that would need replacing? And that's a, that's a doozy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, sorry, <coughs> Mike's not working well here. So the timeline on that one, we're looking in uh, probably starting the engineering in about kind of four to five years, and then with the uh, construction following the following year after that. So probably in year five is when construction would start on 353. And our last reservoir we built, which wasn't all that long ago from the south end 365, how much was that one? That one there we finished at probably 4.75 million. And the reservoirs don't get cheaper 10 years on, do they? No, and especially with that one where uh, part of that project also requires us to do uh, installation of new uh, water main up 98 to solve some issues that we currently have in the north end okay so that is done would be done in conjunction with reservoir 
Okay. And the last one is the wastewater treatment plant. So we put quite a bit into the wastewater treatment plant recently, but there's still a few things that we are. That's correct. We still need to overall look at replacing the internal mechanism on the clarifier. We've got it so, you know, we'll get another two to three years out of that, but then we have to kind of have a plan shut down to replace that entirely. And then there is the fact that environment is looking to us to uh, put in another second clarifier train, which would include another set of aeration tanks and a clarifier. So, and that was one that we discussed the budget about two years ago. Uh, and uh, so to accomplish that, you know, we would uh, be looking to the province for a significant grant funding on that one, because we can't take that on ourselves. We don't have the capacity to take that on budget-wise. Okay, so 0.5% sounds like the real deal right now, doesn't it? Even though it doesn't touch it, but thank you. Thank you. Councillor Carr? Do you have a rough number of just just an average water bill, what the 5% is going to be? Is it going to be $10, $20, $50? <coughs> yes, yes. So calculation on a residential property with an average of 15 cubes per month use worked out about $7 a month increase. Thank you. I thought I saw that, but I wasn't sure. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Boychuk, you haven't spoken on this matter. <laughs> no, I, I, I've just been looking at the numbers and looking at the increase since 2020 and um, you know, I, I, I see the need for us to go this route, and I just hope that you know it, it's we can eventually offload on the taxes like we were promising when we went this way to, to do that. But uh, I do see the need for the increase, and you know, it's not too much I can say about that. Okay, um, so basically, um, this is uh, following the principle of trying to establish this um, uh, utility fund that would fund future utility requirements, be they pipes, reservoirs, water treatment plan, or whatever. At least more of it than has been happening in the, in the past, or has been able to. Uh, in the past, both the taxes and the utilities paid some. Um, both past and the future, we're still very much dependent upon getting some grants for odds and ends of things as well. But if we don't do this, the general taxpayer will pay more on the tax side rather than the utility rate side. And um, there's different uh, groups that are more affected by one than the other, which is also something that uh, I guess we should, we have to consider. However, um, in order to uh, maintain our facilities, have the water running through the pipes and the wastewater going the other way, we have to uh, look to the future and figure out how we're going to um, pay for this differently than we have in the past. So, our discussion then, um, we've got uh, the two bylaws in front of us. Uh, as the CAO has said, bylaw 2125 kind of expects that 2126 would be passed. And we can't pass 2126 unless we pass 2125 because it rescinds a a different bylaw and so on. So, any further discussions on that utility rate before we move onwards to 
some motions maybe for third grade reading. Okay, then I think we're back to uh, the first discussion, Utility Services Bylaw 2125. And we've had briefing notes as uh, has, has been indicated, and uh, at this point in time, we're uh, looking for a motion that would give third reading to Utility Services Bylaw 2125. And would someone be prepared to propose that? Councillor Scannerhorn? I'll move Council give third reading to Utility Services Bylaw number 2125. Okay, thank you. Further discussion? All those in favor of that motion? In favor. Okay, it is so carried. We are now on to the next one, the Utility Rate Bylaw number 2126. And again, after um, major discussions over the past months, uh, we're looking for someone to move third reading of that Utility Rate Bylaw. Councillor Good so moves. Uh, any further discussion? All those in favor of the third reading to utility rate by law 2126. Oh, Your Worship, if I may, um, mm -hmm. the, the motion needs to be as amended. As amended, yeah. Okay. All those in favor of that motion? In favor. Great. It is carried. Thank you very much. Thank you, Admin, for your diligence in um, Thank you. bringing all that material to us. and future discussions, I'm sure. Okay, we're now on to the adoption of the 2023 tax supported operating budget. And Mr. Rumford? No. I, oh. No? No, Your Worship. I skipped something? Number three, please. Fees and rates. Okay, I put this in the big place. Um, okay, now we're on to the 2023 fees and rates bylaw 2127. Thank you, Your Worship. So this is a, another big, big bylaw, and it's, it covers the um, fees and rates bylaws. So it's a draft of bylaw 2127 for the fees and rates, and then an amending bylaw 2128 to um, amend bylaw 1832 and 1833. So again, as mentioned, similar to the water um, situation, the utility situation, a couple of the bylaws around fire and animal control included their rates as well as the principles or the governing um, ideas around those bylaws. So um, we wanted to take the fees and rates out of the bylaws and again have a fees and rates bylaw for each of these. So that is being addressed at this point in time through those amending bylaws. As far as the draft of the fees and rates bylaw 2127, um, as part of you know the operating budget, we look at all fees and rates and see what needs to be adjusted and stay on pace with inflation and whatnot. And in that um, schedule, it was brought back, the community services um, form a large part of the fees in, in that schedule and they had reviewed their fees and rates at a community services meeting back in November. And then they brought forward for um, initial discussion to council in December at the GMP meeting. And then again in December 12th at the regular meeting. And at that time, council gave direction to move forward with a 4% increase. And that was adjusted in largely most of the um, fees within that schedule. 
Also part of that bylaw includes Schedule C, which is engineering and infrastructure. They reviewed theirs and are not bringing forward any um, changes at this point in time. Corporate services have reviewed their fees and they have made adjustments where necessary. And protective services, so protective services is one of the ones where I mentioned fire and um, animal control. So <clears throat> the fees and rates, fire has really done a good review of their fees and rates and have made several adjustments. So at this point in time, we're just simply asking for council to give first reading to both uh, 2127 and 2128, which is the amending bylaw. So then we can, from there, go out to the public, do some communications, make um, our ratepayers aware, give opportunity for feedback, and then we will come back for second reading. We're hoping to have uh, these fees in play, I believe, for April. April 1st, um, so to allow ample time for Council to get some public feedback and for us to communicate out. Okay, thank you. So first reading basically gets it on the books and gives time for the feedback and so on. So councillors, any uh, questions on this one right now? Would someone be prepared to put, uh, do you want two motions, right? Council give first reading to the 2023 fees and rates bylaw 2127. Someone would like to do that? Councillor Shannon would. Any further discussion? Okay, all those in favor? In favor. It is carried. Uh, then the second one, the council give first reading to the amendment to bylaw 1832 and 1833, bylaw number 2128. Discussion? Somebody so move first reading of that. Councillor Good, thank you. Okay, all those in favor of first reading? In favor. All it is carried. Thank you very much. Okay. Now if we get to the next one. Unfinished business. We don't seem to have any listed. New business, operating budget 2023. And we've got Mr. Mufford to speak to this one. Actually, actually Your Worship, I'm going to just um, do a little bit of a preamble okay. before Director Mufford speaks. Oops, sorry. Just give me a moment. I just kind of, it's not a new package, I was just sort of putting it together. I thought it would be important to just have a little bit of a preamble to the discussion. Are we going to read it off the oh. It's not working. Oh, yeah, no, oh. it's working, sorry. We're just not going to read it off there. I have, I have it printed for you. Oh, I'm going to read it off there. You're going to read off want me to pass out? I can do it while you're presenting. Okay. Oh.
I missed it. Uh, yes, I can. Okay. Oh, I guess I have to go there, don't I? request for a decision to adopt the 2023 operating budgets. Over the past three months, significant effort was put into the preparation of these draft budgets. And as, um, as your new senior leadership onboarded in Q4, this year's budgets were viewed through a different lens and perspective. Throughout our administration discussions and as budgeted items were challenged, Directors and their teams defended the asks, reduced the ask, or deferred where possible. And because of work well done by all those involved in the process, I'm happy to be able to have approved the draft budgets being placed on today's agenda for adoption at this time. As presented, these budgets reflect same or increased level of service, funding for current year capital, have no increase in debt and importantly uh, provides funding to move some of the priorities of council that have been outlined within the strategic plan forward. Municipalities, like everyone else, were not insulated from the impact of rising costs. Uh, federal decisions such as payroll taxes and carbon tax, which is set again to increase April 1st, place a large burden on operating budgets. And when our salaries and wages budget to $6 million and utility costs are well over a million, there's significant impact on just those two items alone. So following are some specific and measurable impacts on the town's 2023 operating budgets that are being brought forward. To start with tax uh, payroll taxes. So information found on the website of the Canadian Taxpayer Federation highlights some of the increased costs we can expect to the 2023 operating budget. For example, Canada Pension Plan tax, they say that the impact of the change um, for any workers making more than 66,600 will result in an additional $255 per employee for um, that increase. Similarly, employment insurance tax, the uh, new charges is gonna result in the employers paying an additional $70 per employee. <clears throat> so I just calculated based on 60 employees, I know we have more than that, but I'm not sure you know all fall within that threshold. So I took an average of 60 and there's $20,000 increase right there. Uh, QP um, Local 898, the collective agreement between QP Local 898 and the Town of Peace River expired December of 2022. Agreements that are recently being settled within Alberta, I looked at Q4 of 2022 and Q1 of January of 2023, 
Currently, they're averaging at 1.6% increase for 2023, 1.54% increase for 2024, 1.97% for 2025. Based on 2022 salaries for the town of 6.2 million, that's not audited, um, a 1.6 increase, should that be what we were able to settle, our collective agreement, that's gonna increase the budget by at least 100,000 plus another, say, 10 for the uh, related benefit costs. And I would suggest that's probably low because we had a bit of a high vacancy rate um, in our staffing last year, and I only took actual numbers from last year and, and tried to calculate from there. Sun Life, who is our budget, our um, benefit provisions, our benefits have gone up roughly 12%. So again, based on last year's costs, that's another close to $30,000 increase to this year's budget. And actually it'll be more than that because this year increased wages. The library increased this year and grants to other organizations accounted for about 52,000 of the increase. Our new budget includes 50,000 provision for the revitalization grant program that's yet to be, it's new to be introduced in 2023 and funding for the downtown revitalization study that will help provide the roadmap for our administration for the next 10 years. Um, the organizational review that was conducted in 2022 identified functional areas that are currently under-resourced in order for the town to be able to provide the level of service that a town our size should be providing. Um, administration i just would like to say we do truly appreciate council's support of the review and recognizing that this is a priority we as administration understand the need the, of a phased in approach to implement the report recommendations um, because of financial constraint so we did um, <clears throat> include one full tune position in this budget to support corporate services and the human resources services function and that uh, estimate in this budget is about 85,000 electricity electricity natural gas insurance increases and even if I calculated a modest 3% which we know electricity has gone way above that I would expect and um, anticipate our insurance to go up more than three however that works out based on last year's costs uh, an additional burden to the budget of 48,000 to 50,000 dollars and keeping in mind that April 1st carbon tax on fuel and utilities will be implemented additional carbon taxes and at this point in time I'm not able to determine um, what that impact will be on the municipality but um, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation has estimated that the April 1st carbon tax increase will result in an increase to a household of between four and eight hundred and fifty dollars so you can imagine if that's just to fuel household vehicles, what kind of impact that will have on our fleet costs. <coughs> Additionally, over the past few years, as the government of Alberta transitioned from UCP and NDP and back, and as Alberta dealt with reduced oil and gas revenues, there was numerous uh, municipal grant funding programs that were eliminated or reduced while other costs have been downloaded to the municipalities. So not all of council would be aware, many would be in prior terms. 
So just for example, we've incurred increased policing costs. We now pay for the forensic, a portion of forensic costs for the policing. We've been subject to reduced fine share or proportion of the fine revenue. <coughs> Grants in lieu of property taxes for all the provincial buildings that are located within the town. That revenue has been reduced by 50%. Carbon tax, on, of course, on utilities and fuel. The elimination of a step grant funding for summer students. And, and then we haven't even talked about the increased disaster relief funding formulas, which, you know, down the road, they've significantly changed the DRP program, which we'll have to have a conversation about down the road because that's another area, given we're subject to certain disaster emergencies here, um, we need to start planning to be able to fund those costs in the future because that program has largely changed and the money isn't available as much as it used to be. So, as we talked about just briefly, the Town of Peace Rivers reserves are largely unfunded as was seen in the 2021 audited financial statements. And in my mind, this can be in part attributed to prior budget discussions or decisions and past council's desire to not increase taxes. Unfortunately, decisions such as no or minimal increase to the municipal requisition simply kicks the decision down the road for future councils, such as yourselves, to have to address infrastructure deficit and operational requirements without adequate annual revenues or funded capital reserves. Following as I've prepared a chart, they show the Town of Peace River's historical municipal requisitions along with the comparative of what our reserves may have looked like had a consistent increase of even 2% been applied. So here you can see um, in 2021, or 2022, council, you guys um, did adopt a 1.26% increase. The prior year, only a 0.75% increase the prior year was actually a decrease over 2019. 2019 did plug 2.98% and 2018 3.28, but then again in 2017 it was only 0.29%. So if you looked and you took the revenues collected, that includes you know this year's proposed, no sorry, the 2022 down, was 77,779,319. Had we applied a constant 2% over those years, over seven years we would have had an additional 2.3 million of reserves in the bank. Had we done a constant 2.4% year over year over year, the town would have had an additional 3.6 million in reserves. So I just want to demonstrate the importance and how much, like compounding interest, right? How important it is to just make consistent, regular increases instead of kind of going up and down. Because at the end of the day, especially we are so underfunded on our reserves, if we are able to collect consistent, it will help build that fund down in the future. <clears throat> So if we looked at the 2023 budget as proposed, it is a 4% increase. 
if council was to decide to not accept the recommended 4% and was to go down to 3%, it would require an additional 119650 being cut out of our budget. And if council so de desired to go down to a 2% increase, it would mean we would need to shave another 234950 out of our budget. Budget approval has been a struggle for most municipalities this year. And many, many, many deliberations started at a high, high rate of increase. We've watched the newspaper, we've monitored often, and not surprisingly, there was 10% and more put on the table. And then, you know, council would deliberate and they'd send administration back and administration would come back with a, a, a lower, you know, budget. Um, so when we, we did some analysis again, out of 18 municipalities where I was able to get the information easily find, only two passed uh, a budget with less than a 4% increase, and on average it was 4.66%. Here, your administration, we decided to sharpen our pencil right away and tackled the budget with a process, our budget process with a view of looking for areas where costs could be lowered without reducing service levels. We didn't want to come back and have to shave and come back and shave. We just wanted to get right to the point and cut what we could or we knew we could do without immediately. So on all that and, and all the work that we've done um, in doing so, administration, we're proud to be able to present this uh, budget for adoption the 2023 tax supported that reflects a 4% increase to the municipal requisition, and then the 2023 utility budget that represents the 5% increase to the utility rates and help us continue to move forward to full cost recovery. And that's my preamble. Um, just a question. Is this um, going to now be on the website as yes. part of our um, package, agenda package? For yes, today? yes, okay. it will be, Marcia. Great, thank you. Okay, thank you for um, this, and I realize there's still another part coming here, but um, there's quite a bit of data in here, and um, I'm just gonna throw it out there that um, it's uh, interesting to me, there was an election in 2017, and there was an election in 2021. And uh, those were the uh, two that sort of had minimal tax increases with new councils and so on, I guess. And we were part of 2021, so. Anyways, okay, thank you. Um, Councillor Shannon, you have a comment? Just a question. Um, I, I missed uh, when you said if we went down to 3%, what would that, what was the number attached to that? 120, okay, thank you very much. Okay, uh, any other questions or discussion or points at this uh, point in time? Deputy Mayor Ford, if you have something you need to speak up. No, I'm good. Okay, thank you. Okay, so, um, yeah, Councillor Carr. I've seen other municipalities where they will set like a three-year plan yes. at three percent or four percent and I don't know if they stick to it but they I, I've seen that where they do that would it be possible for us to do that 
or or is that something that is not recommended or because I'm just thinking it would be less of a shock for for everybody if yeah. if we went yeah. down that path. And I, I don't know, I'm just asking. Yes, Your Worship. Um, yes, absolutely. That is our intention. So by, by regulation, councils to adopt a current year's budget and a three-year operating plan. So our next goal is to work on that operating plan. And, and that's where, exactly where we want to go. We want to build those um, increases in that three-year plan. So it just needs to be refined come December but everybody council knows that's the direction we build our budget on that whatever it is at two or three percent moving along and similarly with the utility budget we want to be able to have the utility operating plan built out and rates um, that match that so everybody knows for the next three years you know barring any emergencies that require additional funding then everybody can anticipate that you know there will be an X percentage increase in the mill rate and an X percentage increase in utility rates for the next couple of three years. That's the goal, absolutely. That's the discussions that in Edmonton Council seems to yeah. go through. Like it's the same thing. They've got their their magic number for a few years in the future, and then they have Just to refine it. <laughs> Um, other questions at this point in time? So I think so. Yeah, it's a, a nice summary of implications, shall we say. So well, all sorts of implications. You wish, I believe Sam has, or Count Director Medford has a bit of a presentation right. as well. Yeah, um, I'll just speak to. Uh, on the, on the tax supported budget, the request for a decision. Um, sure, council had an opportunity to review it, but this information was initially brought before council January 16th this year, and it was brought back again on February 6th for debate. Um, the guiding principles for pr preparation of the, the tax supported budget, keeping tax rates competitive, uh, mitigating negative future budget changes, maintaining existing service level standards, and uh, including funding for the current year capital plan. Um, we've included a 4% increase in the budget, um, which increases the municipal requisition to $11.996 million. Uh, a few highlights um, included in the budget, um, advancing council's priorities regarding uh, the Economic Development Committee, um, the amount of $81,500, uh, conducting a pool facility life cycle study, the amount of $35,000, downtown, downtown revitalization plans um, for $60,000, a new website and approved communications uh, for $70,000. Uh, we restored the grants, um, grants to groups funding um, in the amount of $35,000, and uh, we've also added in the budgets um, one additional full-time equivalent position um, assigned to corporate services to support our human resources employee. Um, this year, as uh, we talked about a few times, the utilities are stripped out of this budget, presented separately. Um, so that's water, wastewater, storm sewer, and solid waste, which you will see after this. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's 
uh, that really concludes my presentation unless there's any, any further questions from council. Okay, and it's um, my understanding of these two um, columns. We have the 2022 budget and 2023 budget. So it's, is it the correct understanding that the 2022 budget is the, okay, is that the actual numbers or the budget numbers in 2022? That's the 2022 budget. Okay, and the 2023 budget though is based on the actuals of 2022? It's based on a, it's, it's based on a variety of different um, inputs. So when we, in assembling the budget, we look at prior actual, we look at prior several years as a trend. Sometimes um, you might have a, a one-off expense item that needs to be normalized. Um, for some of our, 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 uh, our vendors, they provide us with estimates, um, which are you know, generally more reliable figures than just looking at, at the prior year. Um, and then if there's if there's additional new items um, that we've, we've detailed, the line item doesn't tell the whole tale. Um, we go down to a, a very granular level of detail in preparing our budget. Uh, we use budget software called Questica that all of the directors and several of their managers and supervisors um, detail their plans in. So um, in terms of the presenting of the data this year, previous presentations we presented at a knowledge and category level um, and really that was done in an effort to focus council's discussion in the areas that um, you can have the largest impact uh, there's some some of the, the expense items in our budget um, you know as an example of vehicle fuel is one where uh, we're really just subject to to the market price of, of fuel um, I guess you, you could say to drive less <laughs> but uh, then that's a reduction in our service level. So um, those are the types of, of things where council doesn't really have that much of an ability to make a, make a decision. Um, the items that I highlighted in my presentation here are ones where council debated and, and, and came to a conclusion. We incorporated that into, into the budget. Thank you. Thank you. Um, councilors, do you have any uh, further questions on this? I'll ask one, and I think it's just for clarification. I believe this came up before. So, so just some of the uh, the added services that and, and things, and, and under new website and improved communications. And I think Councillor Good asked this question. I just want to clear it up because he asked it in his a bit of a techie way, and I may have missed it. So, so under new website and communications of for seventy thousand dollars. Now, when I go to the town website and I click on things, things seem to happen in the way they appear to be happening. But this, this is not just to make the page look nicer. I'm assuming there's something else going on back there that's 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 that I'm not seeing for seventy thousand bucks. Correct. The whole, the whole platform background all the add-ons, it's all that's outdated, so the whole platform needs to be rebuilt. Okay. Yeah. So just because it appears to work doesn't mean that it right. is, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the first car that I'm gonna make my kid drive, you know, like it's. Right, I've been told, and I assure you, it's deeply broken in the background that we're limited to be able to do anything in a number of the plugins I said have been, I've been told are no longer. Not to mention, I'd like to be able to move when we do advance our website to be able to have more uh, 
an easier platform to have the ability for multiple staff to be able to do updates rather than a bit of complicated or one person relying on it. Okay, thank you. Uh, Deputy Mayor Ford, any questions? Uh, none at this time. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay, so we are uh, being tasked with a decision basically uh, being asked to adopt the 2023 tax supported operating budget uh, which we've had um, multiple discussions including tonight's uh, a lot of uh, detailed information so um, we're well aware of what this means to uh, everybody however uh, we also have a chart that shows that if we uh, don't do some uh, sort of progressive increase into well this year and into the future uh, we are basically uh, moving further steps backwards and backwards we have had several new initiatives this uh, year and um, our strategic plan supported those initiatives so that's another way of looking at well here's what some of the results of the strategic plan that we um, advocated for and um, uh, passed for our council for the next four or so years. So, I would be looking for someone to advance a motion to uh, approve the 2023 tax supported operating budget as presented. I'll make that. Okay, Councillor Scannerhorn moves that council adopt the 2023 tax supported operating budget as presented. My words exactly. Very good. Um, all or any further discussion? All those in favor? In favor. Opposed? One opposed and the rest are in favor. Thank you. And thank you administration for uh, all your work on that item. So moving along, we now are looking at the 2023 utility budget, I believe. And again, um, I've lost my pages here. So, speaking to this one is Mr. Mumford. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, and we, we presented the utility budgets uh, initially December 5th, 2022, and brought, brought it back for Council's consideration February 6th. Um, this, this budget, it's, it's a different way of approaching how the town's finances have been done. We've, we've broken out, uh, rather than having one fund, uh, we have five different funds. So each water, wastewater, storm sewer, and solid waste are now um, forced to uh, cost recover. Um, making this change, uh, we have total revenue and expense for, included in the budget of $7.5 million. Included in, in the expenses, um, one million and ninety-one thousand dollars of contribution to to capital to fund to fund current and future needs, and nine hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars of repayment of long-term debt, um, and there's no additional debt issuances um, to fund the current year capital budget, which is which is a, a positive. Um, across the four funds, the budget includes an average increase of five percent. And uh, I, I, this is a it's a it's a very healthy change um, by breaking up the funds and treating them as separate 
uh, treat, treating them separately, it eliminates the potential for cross subsidization between the different customer classes, and it, uh, it makes it easier to see um, whether these funds are, whether the rates are set appropriately, and what the costs of providing those services truly are. Uh, that concludes my, my comments. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Councillors, discussion on this item. Uh, Councillor Scammerhorn. So what would be an example, what do you mention, like, by, by breaking things out, and I'm not saying it's a bad idea, I'm just curious, what would be an example of something where we would run into cross-subsidization that this now would prevent? What, what, what would be something that could, like, occur that wouldn't be appropriate under the old regime, I'm going to call it? Um, if, I mean, if you don't break out your the revenues associated with water versus wastewater, um, you might have a customer that is connected to your, your water system but isn't connected to your, your, your wastewater system. Um, we have customers that are <coughs> external to the town that we like bulk water customers that we sell, sell water to. Um, so it's important that we're able to be accountable to those customers and show them the true costs of delivering that service. Um, if you're in an environment where, where you're not doing that, um, potentially you could have customers that are, that are significantly overpaying for what they're, they're achieving, and you have customers that are, that are significantly underpaying. Um, so this is what these changes are designed to try and, try and achieve. Um, it gets especially complicated when you're looking at capital replacement needs. Um, for a long time within the utility funds, um, capital replacement wasn't, it wasn't uh, top of mind. It was really focused on what's the cost to deliver the service, not as much thought given to the infrastructure and the grounds failing or will fail in the future and will need to be replaced. Um, so, you know, that, that's what, by, by breaking it out this way, we can really drill into, um, you know, if, the waste, if there's going to be costs associated with the clarifier of the wastewater treatment plant, we know that the customers that use that service need to be able to pay for it, and we can, we can assign those costs accordingly. Thank you. Sure, thanks. Any other questions? Uh, CAO, Miller. Uh, thank you, Your Worship. I just really wanted to add a little piece comment to that, and it's truly important to separate our utility costs out of our taxes as well, because when municipalities are comparing us to others and they're looking at our mill rate, um, most municipalities are or working or are working towards um, self-funded cost recovery. And so if we have it all in our mill rate and the taxes are supporting it, it increases our mill rate and it makes it incomparable to other communities as well. So it's really important to separate those budgets and that mill rate to the utility fees. Good point, thank you. Any other uh, comments, discussion? Okay then, I would uh, entertain uh, someone bringing forth a motion to uh, adopt the 2023 operating budget as presented. I can make that motion. Councillor Shannon moves that Council of the Town of Peace Server adopt the 2023 operating utility budget as presented. Any other discussion? All those in favor of that motion? In favor. It is carried. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Admin, for presenting that and all the details behind it as well. 
Okay, item three under new business. We are at um, council attendance at RMA and FCM conferences and CAO Miller. Thank you. So the request for decision here is regarding attendance at the RMA well, our spring conference and FCM. So historically, the town ha um, for the town here, the mayor and one other council member has attended the spring RMA conference, and in doing so, you know, it enables council to network with um, their peers, learn what's going on in other municipalities, and hear the news. Additionally, uh, the mayor and two members of council typically attend FCM this year, and again, the benefits are are vast in how uh, much you learn and how much you connect with your peers at those events. So administration is seeking direction from council who would like to be attending so we can get on with the registrations. The budget does um, accommodate for uh, council to attend these events. And so RMA is in March 20th to March 22nd. FCM is in Toronto this year and it's from May 25th to May 28th. Thank you. So maybe let's um, think of the RMA uh, conference discussion first of all. And as has been mentioned, uh, the mayor usually attends with one other. I am interested and can do this one this year. Um, discussion? Anybody else? May March 20th to 22nd. Um, okay, well, maybe let's uh, put a motion on the floor for that one and then we'll go back to uh, something else. Um, well, I'll, I'll move that we enable the mayor and, or maybe, well, I was going to say one, but maybe I should say two just in case, just one, if you want. Okay, so I'll move that the mayor and one other councillor attend the RMA conference and then that way if everyone gets their schedules figured out, we've got a spot. Okay, um, further discussion on that? And this one's in Edmonton, so it's close as can be. All those in favor of that motion? In favor. It is carried. Okay, now the discussion with respect to um, uh, FCM, Federal, what is it, Federal Council of Municipalities? Federation of Community Municipalities. Oh, yeah, right, one of the years. Okay, so this one is uh, May 25th to May 28th, um, and possibly a day ahead or after depending on flights etc it is in toronto and here the mayor and uh, councillors there's been a variety of numbers of councillors that have attended in the past um, for this one um, from the mayor's perspective i will not be attending this one this year doesn't work <laughs> yeah somebody could go down there and run for mayor if they do it quickly i guess <laughs> i can't just as a note um the next FCM next year is in Banff, so it will be easier to attend. Next, yeah. That's different. Um, okay, so FCM, uh, first of all, uh, you've looked at your calendars, or you've got a good idea. Is there anybody who's interested in going to this before we put any motion on the books? I'd like to see the, um, the itinerary first and see what's all, what's um, happening there, like if there's anything significant. 
Well, in my opinion, it'll be some general stuff and something that might be pertain to Western Canada, but it's probably up there now. I, I don't know, an idea of it anyhow. Okay, so Prime Minister usually shows up. Could I just suggest that I, your question was like, is there anybody who wants to go? And I didn't see a bunch of hands jump up. Great. But I think we should, I think we should allow one to potentially to make a motion to allow one, up to two people to go. Um, because I think it, in things like this, if you have somebody who goes there and comes back with a decent report and decent information, I think is valuable to council. I'm not sure that it's valuable for, I mean, the costs aren't that much difference between the FCM and the RMA, but the value of the national conference does have value. Um, maybe next year when it's in Banff, it makes it more sensible for more of us to go because the cost should be like lower for transportation and stuff. But I don't think it should be missed. So I'd like to, I'll make a motion yeah. if you'd like to have to have up to two members of council attend the FCM. Maybe we use it. Sorry? Maybe we use it, maybe we don't. And maybe we use it, maybe we don't. Okay, so Councillor Good has uh, moved that up to two members of council um, attend, being able to attend the FCM conference in May in Toronto. Any further discussion? Okay, all those in favor of that motion? In favor. It is carried. Thank you. Uh, the next one, um, CAO Miller, uh, the council attendance at the Alberta Municipalities Muni 2023 Spring Municipal Leaders Caucus. Thank you, Isha. So this is just a follow-up um, to the GMP meeting where this was discussed and Councillor Shannon graciously um, put her name forward to be able to attend this event. So we were looking just for an enabling motion as well as um, confirmation of the items to be discussed with um, Minister Schultz. Should we be granted um, time with her? Okay, so um, just letting people know, I can't attend this one and Councillor Shannon volunteered uh, at a discussion at GMP. So we've got a recommendation in front of us, and um, it's quite a lengthy. Can we take a shot at it? Sure, Councillor Scarman. The Alberta Council confirmed the desire to request a meeting with the Minister of Municipal Affairs to discuss supports for addictions, homelessness, and mental health, and further that Councillor Shannon be enabled to attend the Alberta Municipalities 2023 Spring Municipal Leaders Caucus and subsequent meeting with the Minister of Municipal Affairs on behalf of the Town of Peace River. Thank you, that was well done. Any discussion? All those in favor of that motion? In favor. Okay, thank you, Councillor Scanlon and Councillor Shannon. It was very well written. <laughs> okay, our next item. Okay, item five, Peace Regional Waste Management Company Level of Service and Yard Waste Collection. And speaking to this, Mr. McQuaid, thank you. Thank you, Worship and Council. So last GMP, we had a discussion around uh, the P 
Northeast Regional Waste Management uh, Company level of service and also a discussion around yard waste collection. So out of that discussion, we kind of uh, delved down to two issues. One was the collection of grass leaves and brush and branches at the Eco Center. That was discontinued in 2021. And as we know, we had a trial period in 2022. And then issue two was the uh, Peace Regional Waste Management Center has been provided transfer and landfill service to, to, to town. Uh, but has since uh, kind of restricted the hours on the landfill uh, to strictly weekday uh, hours, uh, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Uh, or I should say uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday from 9 to 5, and then Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. That was started on May 19th but they're closed on Saturday, Sunday, and Stat holidays. So uh, the two things that we uh, would like the council to consider are uh, on issue one, uh, two options that we have available there is that council approve contracting out for the provision of two 30-yard half-height containers to be located in Centennial parking lot and emptied as required up to five days per week and waste transfer to the Peace Regional uh, Waste Management Company landfill. And we would do that for a six month period between 1st of May, 2023 and the 31st of October, 2023. So basically essentially the same program as we provided last summer. The other option was uh, to uh, have council approved administration contracting as provision of just one 30 yard full height container uh, in Centennial parking lot to be emptied as required up to five days per week and with waste transfer similar to the landfill and with similar timeframes. So the difference between the two is the two half heights, we wouldn't have to uh, build a set of stairs and platform to empty uh, the uh, yard waste, whereas uh, the second option uh, there uh, would require uh, public works to construct a structure so that residents could uh, get up to the top of the bin and empty the yard trees. <coughs> so some financial implications around this is based on uh, positive community response to the 2022 program and council's interest in continuation of the same or similar service in 2023. The proposed operating budget contains 75K uh, provision to fully fund the cost of the program, including services provided by the contractor, landfill, tipping fees, advertising, and incidentals. So that's kind of based on where we were at for last year's program, that we had to include that in this year's operating budget. Option two would be slightly less costly with the elimination of the one bin rental for six months, but as I said, we, we still have to uh, construct that platform as well. And then there, there is the option that council declines to provide the yard waste collection in Centennial Park in 2023. So I'd kind of like to kind of uh, get some consensus on issue one before we move on to issue two. So if council has any questions. We had a fairly extensive uh, discussion about this, and uh, personally, I'm in favor of the two bins due to my height and 
growing capacity, and um, I think it's just safer, put it that way. So I'm in favor of the two bins, but any other discussion on this matter before we go on to the next one? Councilor Carr. Why could we not ask the uh, supplier of the bin to supply the the platform and stairs attached to it? Because otherwise, how are they going to be pulling their bins out with us? How well, we would have to work with the contractor on that. But just from to, I guess it's understanding whose liability that platform is, right? So well, if we if we put it in that we want a bin with that. Mm -hmm. then that would fall under their liability, I would expect, yeah. would it not? Because they would be the we ones could craft it like that, yes. Yeah. And it would, in my opinion, we have to have stairs on two sides because uh, most people can't toss it to the other side. At the Eco Center, they got out there and rammed it to the other side a time or two in order to fill a bin. So. Yeah. But we also have to discuss with the contractor if he is willing to accept that liability as well. But it would be a discussion with them. Yeah, put into the tender, yes. Mm -hmm. Other comments, discussion on this one? Councillor Scanlon? Your Worship, if I need. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mr. McQuaig, what would be what would be the difference in, in trucking costs if a person went with one large bin compared to two small bin, two, two half-size bin? What are the trucking costs to haul those away five days a week? I would have to work up a number for that. I don't have that number in front of me right now. Councillor Scamhorn? I, I do appreciate Councillor Carr's comment. Is there a possibility of wording this motion in such a way that failing this, we still go ahead with that? For example, failing the, that if we, if we are unable to have the, you know, the, the stairs provided for a full height bin, then we can go ahead with the two half heights and then, you know, we don't have to trouble Director McQuaig anymore with coming back to us for permission for half. Is that is that is that a thing or absolutely. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, we can absolutely craft the uh, motion in that regard. Okay. I would support such a decision. And I would rather we just had two half bins to begin with and get it over with that way. But Somebody's going to put forth a motion. I can oh, see. Uh -huh. I can see that. Uh, anyways, I do think it's a safety thing a little bit. I can push that one. So um, that's issue one. So um, we could actually, yeah, actually we could uh, put forth a motion on issue one and then go to issue two. Yeah, we wish or you can do the motion that you under or Let's do. Uh, issue one motion right now while it's fresh in our memories. Uh, who's going to put forth the motion on issue one? Okay. Did you word anything? Um, I, I feel we could just go with a general one to approve contracting out of the provision of yard waste collection in Centennial parking lot and emptied up to um, as required up to five days per week and continue on the proposed motion um, in there and then it gives administration the flexibility to go and um, cost uh, cost those out and bring and proceed with contracting it based on the most cost-effective method well I, I want to honor the wishes of Madam Mayor who would like an up-down I think on the half or the full height 
No, no, not not in addition to, but but. I'm in favor of the her, two her halves. preference would be the halves. Somebody else is in favor of one whole. And so I would want to craft a motion in such a way that should it pass, it gives the director flexibility to go to half if he can't get whole, but could also be defeated if someone wanted just only half, and then they'd have an opportunity to vote on that. Hold that I know. Up. I, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe we should go to item two. We'll craft. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to be as democratic as possible. Well, thank you for that. Okay. Issue two, Mr. McClain. So, issue two, uh, as we've mentioned, is around the hours of operation for the eco center. Uh, so, option one, would that council send a letter to the Peace Regional Waste Management Committee and that council representatives on the Peace Regional Waste Management Committee board? Ask that such a letter be included on the agenda of the next uh, board meeting to address the eco center hours of operation. And further, that the town and Peace River board representatives support the request for a Saturday service. Uh, I think uh, it's just the one option being proposed uh, for that. And then we also have a proposed draft letter attached. Uh, to this that uh, we would propose sending uh, to the Peace Regional Waste Management uh, Company Eco Center under the, the mayor's signature block. Thank you. Councillor Scammell? I have an issue with the last part of the sentence here. So, um, so for example, when we send our representatives to that board, it is my opinion that they should be going to that board unencumbered by our necessitation of what their vote should be. In other words, when they sit at that board, they should be putting on their peace waste management hat only. And should the discussion there, um, in the best interest of the peace waste management company, not to do that on Saturday, I believe that they need to vote putting that company's interests first. So. I would like to see the uh, the period at the end of the word operation and leave the rest of it off. That can be done on the motion. Yeah. If that's the consensus. That, that's my that's that's my opinion. Because I would not be very happy going to a Northeast housing meeting, for example, having been mandated by council to vote a certain way. Should the discussion take it another way, I need to do as best for the table that I'm sitting at. Um, As a person who sits on the waste management board, I agree totally with um, Councillor Scamahorn that it should be our first priority to our um, loyalty should belong to the to that board at the time. Thank you. Any other discussion? Uh, Councillor Good. Yeah, I, I think I think that this happens quite often on a lot of our boards. I think one of the things to um, recognize is that there's no problem with going with the member going to the board and saying um, as a, a member and saying our council had a discussion there's a lot of feeling we would like this that they would like this having said that, that that's the position that they have so but I think it has to be clear and I'm agreeing with you with Councillor Scanmore and Councillor Shannon that the independence of the member at that table is extremely important for the governance of that body Yes, they can break, they should, in fact, second, 
a citizen comes to you, for example, says, I think I'd like to have this brought up at council. I can agree or disagree and bring it on behalf of them and try and represent their view as well as I possibly can to represent them at that table as well as I possibly can and at the same time personally disagree. It's not, it's not, inher it's not necessary that I agree with the person or represent them correctly. And I think that's, that's I believe, what we're trying to clarify, clarify here. Okay. Any further discussion on item two? Okay. Um, Let's do item two first. I think so. Uh, who would like to propose a motion for item two? All right. This is my big fat idea, so I'll uh, I move that council send a letter to the PRWMC and that council representatives on the PRWMC board ask that such letter be included on the agenda of the next PRWMC board meeting to address the eco center hours of operation. Full stop. Thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor of that motion? In favor. It is carried. Thank you. Okay. Um, on the item one possible motion, Ms. Parsons, do you have? Um, that council approve contracting out the provision of one 30 yard full height, uh, full height container with appropriate access apparatus to be provided by the contractor else to proceed with the rental of two 30 yard half height containers. That council approve contracting out for the provision of one 30 yard. But the first one's going to be 60, right? No, it's a 30 yard. Full it's a 30 height. yard full, full height container with appropriate access apparatus. Yeah, yeah, it's the area of the containers that so 30 yard full height and 30 yard half height. So technically, the 30 yard half height only uh, carries 20 yards. So, okay, so Cute. two 30 yards <laughs> equal more than one, 30, one full height 30 yard? So, no. <laughs> so the, the motion reads that uh, the, the first is you want to be able to contract out for one full height 30 yard bin yeah. with the provision of stairs and platforms to facilitate access. And then if it can't be arranged than to pursue the rental of two 30-yard half-hiking bins. And, and what is the actual volume of this full 30-yard bin? 30 yard, well, 30 cubic yards. Uh, okay, and the half ones? Is, is closer to 20 yards. So two halves are right. two times 20, which is 40. We get more with the two halves of people. But the trucking. Who cares about the trucking as long as we can dump our leaves and stuff in there rather than over the river bank. That's the whole point here. Well then vote against it, I guess. <laughs> well that's interesting to know that two ha two thirty half pipes is more than one thirty full height. And that thirty yards equals twenty. I also learned that yes. today too. I'm so thankful for the metric system. <laughs> so and then there's also we should include the, the dates in there uh, between one no. and 
2023 and 3-1 October 2023. Thank you. Uh, so, Ms. Carson, do you have any of that in your motion? <laughs> the motion is worded correctly. It was the volumes that was mucking up. Yeah. Your Worship, I didn't actually want to put dates in because I, in case of weather or whatever, we want to start earlier, it may restrict us. I just want to say for, just leave it with no dates or say for the spring season, the spring season yeah. Because I don't want to be restricted by dates. The contract will be built, won't it? Or there'll be provision for... Well, the contract, will have, we would have to craft for an earlier start date on that. For perspective, we've chewed through $20 million plus of motions already today. Much easier than this. That's the usual way. You spend more on the little things, which add up, by the way. Do we need to include that we want the platform on both sides in the motion, or is that just- No, that, that's motion? more more into the administration. Okay, okay. thank you. Is, is that understood? That's understood. Okay. And along with all the slip trip uh, uh, grid surfacing that we're going to request on it, so there's a whole pile of things that we would include in there as well. So. Okay. Is everybody clear on the motion? Oh, you have one. Oh, I'm kind of clear on the motion, but I'm not clear on what we're buying. And, and the reason for that is I don't know what the cost per bin is, and I don't know what the cost per trucking is. So if, let's assume, for example, that the cost of trucking is 100 bucks, then it could be 1,000, I, I have no idea. And the cost of the bins for a half-height bin cost me 100 bucks, and the other one cost me 125 or 200. I have no idea. So I'm kind of voting for a pig in the poke. Because and I until don't I know. tender it, Councillor Good, I won't know those numbers either. Right. But I can't, but it's hard to make a decision. Like if the trucking is much, if the trucking is only a 20% increase to have the two bins, and I'm getting more, and I'm, and I'm actually able to haul away more stuff, then I would go that way. If it's 200% more and it's really expensive to haul two rather than one, well then I wouldn't want to, I, I would, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, you're, I find it really difficult to vote for something when I really haven't got a clue. Well, you could put the provide, you could put the proviso on there not to exceed the seventy-five thousand dollars allotted in the operating budget. Would that provide some comfort? And then administration just has to work with the others. If we're going with the most cost-effective solution and not to exceed, then I don't have a problem because. Then we would take a look at the most cost-effective solution, all things considered, not to exceed. If we word the motion that way, I'm a happy camper. Yeah, because that's <coughs> something council doesn't need to delve into the weeds on. No, we so want to, uh, we want the grass out of here at the cheapest cost. And yeah, so that's the most economical solution within the seventy-five thousand dollar operating budget allotted. Oh, I we assume you would like do that anyway. You, Your Worship, if we could just change the motion to simply Do authorize or approve the program um, of a waste removal, yard waste removal, similar to that what was offered last year, then we will go out and you know 
seek proposal contractor price and make the right decision and if we find out that you know we need to come back and report to council of any variables we will certainly do that at that time Well, I'm gonna probably get it this way too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. Anyways, okay. Did we? Did somebody actually move the motion? I, I think I so. No. Oh, good. We didn't have a motion to begin with. We now have a new proposal. Uh, would someone like to propose this motion? Get this off my table. Councilman Good. That motion, I'm fine with because it leaves it up to administration. I think you have. I think you always operate in the the idea of most cost-effective way of accomplishing something without right. knowing if there's an accident there. So I'm fine with that. Okay, so Councilor Good moves that uh, administration is authorized to move forward with the program, the yard waste contracting as provided for last year. Remember what I said, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay, everybody's clear on the motion? All those in favor of that motion? In favor. Thank you, it is carried. Thank you, Edmund and Mr. McQuay for your patience on that one. Okay, uh, now we're on to the Alberta Rural Renewal Stream Program. And Director Bell is Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, just to note, I did not print my report, so I've had to minimize uh, the Deputy Mayor, so let's not forget about him behind us on the screen, uh, so that I can just follow along on my report. Um, the Economic Development Committee has been looking into the, rural, the Alberta Rural Renewal Stream. Uh, this is a new program launched by the province to streamline uh, the process for immigration to address our labor shortage specifically in the province of Alberta. This new program um, has been inquired upon by a number of local businesses and therefore the Economic Development Committee is quite interested in um, becoming a designated community. This is the step through an application process where we become a designated community and allows then businesses to apply to the town um, for what they call an endorsement letter that needs to be provided to allow uh, a business to bring in an individual or individuals to address their labor needs within their business operations. A letter of um, support is required from the municipal government. In this case, our Economic Development Committee is a committee of council. It still needs to come from the council of the town of East River. Um, Administration looked into some of the program resources required, and this has been a bit of an interesting um, research project, as it were. Uh, I spoke with the town of Edson about their program. They've had some tremendous uptake. Uh, the economic development officer stated they were looking at about 10 applications a day. Now, town of Edson, not um, a direct comparison in terms of the town of Peace Rivers business um, Different, different industries, some same, some similar, retail, lots of oil and gas, a lot, uh, maybe a lot of other uh, industries, Peace River area might not have in say, the same scope, but it does give us a example comparison of what a community requirement might be or of what a community um, um, 
response may be, and therefore the requirements from the resources out of uh, the, the town office or the Economic Development Committee or whomever is actually going to be taking in these applications and reviewing them and so forth. Um, it's also been discovered uh, that uh, City of Grand Prairie, for example, has poor staff addressing theirs. And if you go to their website, the list of businesses that are seeking um, immigration employees or whatever the relationship is there is substantive. Um, so it, it shows us that this is a very busy and um, I don't know if I can say the word successful because I haven't operated the program, I don't know, but obviously the interest is substantive. Um, I provide you, Council, with some options this evening in regards to this specific request. Option one being providing the letter of support to endorse an application on behalf of the Town Peace River Economic Development Committee and for the committee to allocate resources to support the program implementation. The committee will be having this conversation on our agenda tomorrow evening or tomorrow afternoon and be discussing what this might look like from a committee perspective. But we didn't want to hold up the process per se, um, and so we're asking council for this uh, letter of support this evening. Um, I do provide you some very, very broad estimations because we are um, having to extrapolate a little bit of what we would see for applications and the level of interest from our community, which is a bit of an estimate, guesstimate as it were. Um, option two would be to decline support of an application to the rural renewal stream. I provide council with the advantages and disadvantages of this. However, we do recommend overall from an administrative perspective, this is a valuable program to take a look at. It could support our local businesses in their bid for um, assessing or uh, addressing, sorry, their labor shortages and we do recommend option one. Thank you. Very interesting. Councillor Scamazon? Um, in favor for sure, but question is, let's say I'm running a business up on let's say HAE and they would like to apply for this but they are located in Northern Sunrise County so and I know we are a committee of Peace River you know yep. that, that kind of thing but we do tend to think rather regionally mm -hmm. appropriately so I believe um, what happens there is that up to them to go to their municipality honestly I'm not 100% certain I don't have that level of knowledge of the program details we can partner with other municipalities, and that could easily be an option if the committee so chose to um, request to the Northern Sunrise County Economic Development Committee to partner <coughs> with us on a designated community application. Okay. That is a, an option, and then we didn't. That would encompass their uh, any businesses within their geographical area, but I don't know if it literally ends at the borders of each municipality or if there's some sort of a if you have a business license in peace river possibly but again that sort of level of detail i would have to consult with the well it grows how it needs to grow but yeah. thank you yeah. other questions so um th this would require somebody some group hiring somebody to actually do the paperwork and do the liaison like it talks about 
settlement um, services. Boards. Yeah. There's, from what I've gleaned, um, there's a, an amount of work in terms of the initial setup. Uh, and I've given you, did I give you the link to the, no I did not. The Town of Edson website or the City of Grand Prairie websites uh, that in my research have been the clearest uh, in terms of the process. Um, they give a very excellent step-by-step, -step, very clear process of how businesses access. So all that information needs to be developed, um, placed in a new website, keyword new website. Um, Mm -hmm. Plug that again. Oh, we adopted the budget. We're good. Right. I don't need to plug that anymore. <laughs> just need to get to work. So that, yeah, now we need to create the new website. Um, application process then is put in place. Someone needs to review each of those applications in comparison to the provincial criteria. Uh, statistics data needs to be collected. Reports will be needed to be provided to the provincial program. Um, it was an interesting comment made by um, uh, the economic development officers that I spoke to. Quite, there's a, a, a conversation happening about advocating for more funds because there's no actual funding that follows this program from the province, but they're finding it rather labor intensive at the um, staffing end of it, um, much more than I think anyone, I hadn't anticipated that either. It was a little surprising. And each municipality and each community can add their own unique criteria and um, aspects if they so choose. Like Jasper, of course, has put in um, additional criteria requiring businesses to provide uh, proof of accommodation, that type of thing, because of the state of, of their um, housing within their community. So that's just an example. Well, I, I know, like I look at the language training aspect here, if it's needed, <coughs> Sometimes there's a program in the community that does that, but they're already at over capacity. Yes. So it's kind of be a good discussion with everybody. Councillor Good. Well, I kind of like what Councillor Scanlorn brought up about the <coughs> cooperation with other municipalities. And if I take a look at in the um, sort of attached documentation here, designated community, it says, the stream is community driven. Once designated, the community then works with employers, et cetera, et cetera. Designated communities, city of Brooks, including town of Basano, village of Dutchess, county of Newell, yep. village of Rosemary. That's, a, that's one designated community. It's not right. a town. Yep. Another one is town of Whitecourt. It's a town. So I'm okay with it either way. Yep. I'll be honest with you. Yep. I'm okay with it wherever it goes. I do believe if an additional municipality would be included, their council also would have to make a letter of support for that application. So just as an awareness. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, the way they call it designated communities and it's a list under bed. Yes. It probably is, but yeah. um, I, I like the idea of leaving it more, I'll be honest with you, I, I support it being more open-ended at this end when we start. I don't believe we can though, unfortunately. I think we have to have a very clear letter of uh, endorsement from the Town of Peace River Council for the Town of Peace River application as per requirement of the application itself. So it may have to engross in time. Uh, and, and again, I'd have to go back and look at the re, um, uh, requirements or the guidelines and even speak to um, someone from the province of how that application for a regional <coughs> application but what I've read so far is that it 
whomever is applying, whatever municipalities are involved, there needs to be that endorsement from each of their respective municipal okay. councils. So it doesn't preclude us from not doing regional. The Economic Development Committee can also make that request to um, any of our municipal partners if they would be interested in partnering and endorsing for their boundaries also. And they're meeting very shortly. The Economic Development Committee? Yes. Yes, tomorrow. So yes. if they, I yeah. mean, we're two weeks away from them coming back and asking for something else if it needs to change? If they decide that they yeah. would like, you know, if there's kind of regional, if yeah. you know, whatever. I'll even find out if we could apply and then add, as oops, sorry, um, as we go that, and that way we're not sort of holding up our end of uh, the process. But the, and that's a possibility too. But I'm, I just don't have those details. Okay, Deputy Mayor, any comments, questions? No, I think it's a great idea. I definitely support it, but uh, I would throw a motion on the floor that uh, Council provide a letter of support as written in the recommendation. Okay, okay so Councillor Forge um, moves that Council provide a letter of support endorsing an application to the Rural Renewal Stream by the Town of Peace River Economic Development Committee Conditional on the resources to be allocated through the Economic Development Committee 2023 budget. That is what we're proposing. So, uh, any questions on Deputy Mayor Ford's motion? All those in favor of the motion? In okay. favor. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, good luck with the project there. <coughs> might, might take a little time. But Okay, the next uh, one we have a uh, briefing note on the Community Rail Advocacy Alliance and CAO Miller is speaking to this one. Thank you, Your Worship. This request for decision is just circling back one more time um, because although Council has had uh, a couple of discussions on the Community Rail Advocacy Alliance, the last discussion we felt that there was a formal motion that had been passed appointing your worship to um, to represent the town and we weren't able to actually find that motion there's lots of talk um, around such but the motion we were able to find was just related to the two thousand dollar financial contribution so at this point in time <clears throat> we are looking for a formal appointment to that committee um, as Mayor Mans Manzer has previously uh, mentioned, uh, has expressed an interest in remaining on this um, board or committee. And so our motion moving forward is recommending that Mayor Manzer be appointed to represent the town on the Community Rail Advocacy Alliance with the position of Deputy Mayor being the alternate. alternate. Okay. So um, just letting me know, uh, this group, um, they do have a, uh, an executive of six people. Um, there's representatives from um, basically Northwestern Alberta, uh, a lot of municipalities, a few uh, groups like I think Forestry and ones like that who have an interest in access to uh, rail on a um, regular basis with enough cars available and all that sort of thing. So it's an ongoing project and um, it's getting some um, 
uptake on its uh, Facebook and its uh, advertising sort of thing. So would someone be prepared to uh, put forth a motion on this matter? Councillor Shannon? I'll put out a motion on the floor that Council appoint Mayor Manzer to represent the Town of Peace River and the Community Rail Advocacy Alliance with the position of Deputy Mayor being the alternate. Okay, thank you. Um, any concerns on that one? Or quite a discussion, I should say. Do we, uh, are these in-person meetings? Are we gonna be? Some of them are, uh, most of them are Zoom meetings. They tend to be rather short meetings, half hour or an hour, so they tend to be virtual. Um, part of, some of the committee is uh, also using the funding to be at, on its way to Ottawa and other places to talk to ministers of transportation and so on as well, part of their uh, advocacy. Okay, we have a, I think we have a motion on the floor by Councillor Shannon. All those in favor of that motion? In favor. Okay, thank you very much. And onwards now to reports. And we've got a report from um, Community Services Board. Um, there are minutes of November 23rd. Uh, Councillor Carr, it looks like you were in attendance. Anything you wanted to bring forward from that meeting? Uh, nothing was really striking, just uh, reports from different departments. Yeah, pretty basic. Okay, thank nothing, you. Nothing really yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, I think I've, okay, would someone be prepared to uh, move the acceptance of uh, the report for information? Councilor Goodson moves. All those in favor? In favor. Great, it is carried. Then we have. Um, various uh, information items. Uh, the first one, the February 6, 2023 Draft Governance and Priorities Committee meeting minutes. So for information, unless somebody notices something uh, that needs an edit right now, I guess. North Peace Housing Foundation um, requisition notice. Um, Councillor Scammerhorn, you're on this one. Uh, anything you would like to comment on? Uh, sure. So we are permitted to requisition, and this is for our lodge services, not for our community housing services. Those are funded through directly through the provincial government. Um, a lot of the pressures that we were looking at in setting our own budgets, we are currently facing with the uh, housing board. Uh, in addition, one thing that has changed that we were, you know, as you say, getting used to is. There was increased funding around COVID-related uh, measures. Those are winding down, and so that uh, that's something else for us to be making an adjustment to as well. And there are a number of uh, capital priorities that we would also like to engage in. Um, a quick example, in a number of our, our lodges, particularly our older lodges, there are smaller rooms. These aren't all that attractive for new clients and so one of the things we're looking at and we have to get you know, permission from the province to do this type of thing is where you have two of these smaller adjacent rooms is combining them into one uh, more complete and that someone would actually 
want to, to, to live in. So this is this is something we're seeking approval on, and that it requires obviously an input of some capital funds. But you know, in, in, in lodges where we're having lower um, it, occupancy, uh, particularly since 2020, this is this is one uh, shift that we're attempting to do to to uh, get people in really good places to be. Plus, it would modernize the room too. And Absolutely. Yeah. Any uh, questions of Councillor Scanlon on this one? Councillor Carr. Is that local, like within Peace River? This would be this would be um, occurring. A couple places we're looking at is at Heritage Towers. Uh, now, of course, that's not our building. We just manage that building. Um, so again, we don't get to just start kicking walls down, but uh, that's one place we're looking at. The other place we're looking at is Dowler Lodge. So the Dowler Lodge in Manning is getting upgrades right now, and they're going to be delayed as building projects are these days. Um, but there is uh, one older wing in particular where they have smaller rooms. Um, they'll have a, a toilet inside, but maybe a, 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 another you know wash area that's more communal is the right word. And, and so these are things that we're seeking to modernize. And, I mean, everyone wants their own. Well, COVID taught, taught us a few things Absolutely. too. Any further questions of Councillor? Okay, the next item on the agenda is the, um, the quarterly report from the RCMP uh, with respect to municipal policing agreement and its third quarter invoice. Um, CAO, anything to comment on this one? Um, no, but the only thing I really have to say is it looks like they are on budget. I, um, they, the last report I got from December looked like they were about $5,000 under proposed budget. So trending good. Hopefully we don't get any surprises in the last quarter. Yes, indeed. Okay, and then we have um, council communication uh, package of January 20th, uh, January 27th, and February 3rd. Any members of the public that want some free reading? There's lots in it that they could just attend to. Um, anybody, any comments on any of that uh, business of the communication packages? If not, I would uh, entertain a motion that council accept the information items 10.1 through 10.4 for information. Councilor Boychak. So moves, all those in favor? In favor. Thank you. Every it is carried. Uh, do we have any notices of motion? Seal. Not so. Comments from the public. We've got a couple public here. Any comments? Good. Well, thank you for coming and hanging in there with us for this long. Uh, item 13: Key communication items to be determined at the meeting. Watch it. Budgets, budgets, utility rates, utility rates. That's about it. Okay, I would uh, propose that we now take a 10 minute break and we're back here by uh, 7 o'clock and then we'll move into closed session.